At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is the Monday, April 18th edition of the show. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And we have got some things to discuss from the weekend that was. First off, Chris, your Monday going all right? Uh, it's okay. We're rolling, so I'm all right. <laughs> That's right. We finally got to the show. If my phone starts to die too soon, I'll, I'll holler. All right, that works. That works. We, we won't keep it too long. We'll we'll get in and talk about what happened, and uh, and then we will get out of here and get out of everybody's way. But we do appreciate everybody that is listening, all that good stuff. Uh, We'll go through the reads here in a little bit, let you know where you can find us and whatnot. But I do want to start off with, it was the opening weekend of the USFL. And, of course, on Saturday night, we had the New Jersey Generals and the Birmingham Stallions live from Birmingham, where all of the USFL games will be played for the duration of the season. I think it's a 10-week season, and then you've got your playoffs. But uh, but everything's going to be happening right there in Birmingham. I'll start off and tell you this. They were very happy with their television ratings to start off with, and that's that's good. We'll get to that here in a second. But they distributed like 40,000 tickets uh, to, to the first game, and they had 17,000 show up. Now, I will say... They did have to deal with thunderstorms and rain and all sorts of other stuff that was going on on Saturday, so that may have killed some of it. Uh, but to only have about 17,000 people there, it kind of put a damper on the atmosphere. Like, it, there were there were people having fun. Uh, did you watch any of this on Saturday? Zero. Zero. And you don't give a rip about spring football, and I can understand it. It, it takes time to be able to build a... That's what's so crazy about this, right? Fox is heavily invested in this league. NBC is heavily invested in this league. They want something that is going to, uh, you know, draw in viewers during the non-normal football time, right? 
the NBA, I mean, the viewership for the NBA has just completely tanked off. Uh, this They had, the USFL had 2.95 million viewers split between NBC and Fox. Uh, the play-in games for the NBA, those had the highest viewership numbers of the entire NBA playoff weekend, and all of them drew less than what the USFL drew. Like, that's, there's nothing going on in spring that really draws eyeballs. So you can kind of understand it. Uh, but let's get back to these ratings. 2.95 million split between NBC and Fox. Uh, in relation to the other spring leagues that have tried and failed, the AAF drew 2.9 million on CBS in 2019, and the XFL drew 3.3 million on ABC for their first game in 2020. Now, if you look at the numbers that the XFL did, now obviously the XFL ended up being canceled because of uh, numerous other things, right? It, middle of the pandemic, all that kind of stuff. They were not set up to be able to continue if a global pandemic happened. Right? So that's that's uh, without saying that, of course. Uh, the XFL ratings then went to week two, and the average rating was 2.1 million viewers. In week three, it was 1.61 million. In week four, it was 1.375. And then in week five, which was the last week that they had before the pandemic shut everything down, uh, it dipped below 1 million average viewers. If the USFL is going to remain a viable product, which I would imagine it will get to that second season because it does have such heavy investment from these big-time networks, uh, they're going to have to retain at least about a million average per game, right? I mean, wouldn't you assume? Uh, I would assume, but I don't. I honestly don't know. I mean, this is one of those situations where I don't want to be overblown by ratings from the first weekend. And, oh, and mainly it's because, you know, some of that could be a curiosity factor too. You know oh, what I'm 100%. saying? Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's what uh, the AAF and the XFL did, right? Yeah. So, so call me in week like four and tell me what you think those ratings look like, and then we'll kind of have a conversation about viability, sustainability, what are the expectations, all that, all that nonsense. Yeah, with them doing it in Birmingham, you know, Birmingham, a pretty big city for the most part. It's not a major. Well, hang on. Birmingham has nothing to do with ratings for TV, though. No, 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 no. But I I was going to get to the ticket sales because they need the television ratings to be good. uh, Because if they're not, you know, they're not going to make a bunch off ticket sales. I would not imagine that with all of the games being in Birmingham that they are going to draw uh, big numbers every week. I just don't I don't envision that. So I, I will say I watched a little bit of it on Saturday night, and then I did watch some of it on Sunday. Uh, it's not a bad product. Like, it's the AAF was uh, a bit of a joke. The XFL, eh, like the, there's a bunch of novelty. This USFL thing is interesting. They've got drone shots. They've got uh, cameras that are built into the helmets, you know, and whatnot. So there's there's some interesting things that they're doing. Uh, but for the most part, it is it's football, and there's not a lot of names that you would know, so that that certainly hurts things um, because they're only paying everybody like forty five thousand dollars, like it's yep. for a ten week thing. So it's not like you're going to get a bunch of big names, but there are some. Uh, you know, I, I did notice uh, Scooby Wright that used to play linebacker at Arizona, uh, but <laughs> I do think only diehard. 
college football fans would know that name. So, you know, it's it's guys that had a, a you know, a cup of coffee in the NFL at some point. Um, did you see about the uh, the player that got cut from the USFL already? No. Okay, so this this guy running back, uh, Davion Smith, for the Pittsburgh Maulers. Uh, so, because they are on such a tight budget, apparently they do not have options as far as food goes. When they get to their hotel, they have one meal. Everybody eats the same thing. There are no options. But apparently he told uh, this hotel worker, you know, he did not want chicken salad. He saw pizza being delivered for some of the staff, so he asked if he could have a slice of pizza. And the staff member told him, like, no, you guys only get chicken salad. Uh, Is that going to be a problem? And he responded to the hotel worker and said yes, and then turned around and walked away, and they cut him for it. The head coach, Kirby Wilson, said that uh, they are not going to deal with players that are disrespecting the staff or anything like that. And this dude has gone on a Twitter rant about, I did not disrespect anybody. I was kind of joking, but I don't like chicken salad. That's not what I wanted to eat. So <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm on the player side here. This is, that's, a, that's, yes. that's a bit extreme. Not a bit extreme. That's a real extreme and, and, and pretty ridiculous. Let's, I'll tell you this. They they did kind of a documentary thing about it and released it on Twitter, and it's got over 2 million views. Like They, they showed Kirby uh, Wilson, the head coach for the Pittsburgh Maulers, talking to the player, told him, hey, we're going to have to cut you. We're not going to be able to deal with, with anything like that. And, of course, the player is like, what are you talking about? Like, this was a minor interaction. I was just – like, I told him – yeah, it's going to be a problem. Like, I don't want chicken salad. Like, I, I could not believe it. So it, it really made me think that maybe this was some kind of a marketing ploy. Like, they were using this guy uh, just because I don't think there's anything bad happening inside the league. There's nothing that's drawing attention to it. So they got to do something to draw up some kind of interest. This is the most conversation I bet anybody's had about the USFL, uh, even more so than the games. Yeah, but here's the problem: is is it's not 1990 anymore. I I do not agree that uh, any publicity is good publicity anymore. There are people that will be like, "You're that shitty to your low wage like workers, like yeah. the people that are that are actually the content creators, basically for this league. You, you tr- like you can eat pizza, but he can't. Like." Fuck you. I'm not watching. I'm not giving you my eyeballs. It's already like a trial experimental thing anyway. If you're going to drum up something to try to like publicize it, you need to like have him save a cat from a tree or some shit. Like you need a positive story. You do not need a story where in the world today where employees have more power than they've ever had because decades they've been getting shit on with no like no way to like actually do anything about protecting themselves in the past. Like, I just don't think that kind of stuff goes over. Well, I I do not agree. There was a day at a time where we didn't have 4,000 channels and social media didn't exist. And it was called the nineties. Okay. And then any publicity was good publicity because people were talking about your thing. Today we have access to, Many, many, many different ways to publicize yourself. You don't want to use negative public publicity like this. 
Oh, I, I definitely agree. Definitely agree. Uh, it it kind of blew my mind. I couldn't believe that, one, that the league would actually put out something about that, uh, much less a video, like where, where they're actually having the discussion. Like, I guess they're filming documentaries and whatnot for the league, I guess, to stir up some kind of interest. But it it really surprised me. Really surprised me that they would actually have this stuff out there. Um but they do, and and this was this is a weird one. I I agree with the player as well. I mean that that whole thing was bananas. Um, let's uh let's move off USFL. Let's uh let's talk NBA playoffs for just a little bit. And there's there's no main topic that I want to hit on the NBA playoffs. Uh, d- did you watch uh, any of it over the weekend? Yeah, this is what I watched. I watched almost all of it. So on Saturday, the Grizzlies, you know, our hometown Grizzlies, uh, lose at home to the Timberwolves. And we did have somebody that uh, tweeted us on Thursday night last week, Wednesday night last week, sometime last week, and was asking if we wanted the Timberwolves or the Clippers. Like, if we're Grizzlies fans, who do we want to play? And I said, hey, we want the Clippers. Like, the Timberwolves have, uh, you know, one of the top three, top two offenses in the league, and you do not want to have to deal with that. Like, they are, they are rolling right now. They've got a ton of talent, Anthony Edwards, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, etc. on that team, you do not want to deal with that team. And you saw why on Saturday with the Timberwolves grabbing that first game, 130-117. to 117. Uh, What are your thoughts on, on the Grizzlies right now? Everybody else basically took care of their home games except for the Mavericks, but they were underdogs at home anyway. Yeah, they were playing without Luka. Every favorite yeah. won the game. Yeah. Um, I'm not happy. I'm not thrilled with how they played. They got no stops whatsoever. Um, Steven Adams, for the last month, has been completely worthless. I love Brandon Clark. I would love to see Brandon Clark not getting more minutes because Adams is playing like crap. I'd like him to get a chance to start and, and just see what they can do. Um, I, when going into the series, or not just this series, but going into the playoffs a month ago, I never envisioned the T-Wolves even being an option. There was nobody, and when I say nobody, not a team in the West that was a playoff basketball team scared me because we are the young team and everybody outside of the sun is old and slow. And I said it to multiple people multiple different times. Nobody, until we get to the sun, can run with us for seven games. And at no point did I even think the T-Wolves would be one of those teams to make the playoffs. And then they went on a run. The last month of the season, they got hot. They made it to the play-in games. They won the play-in games. They get the Grizzlies. And this is the single team, not the number one seed overall, that can run with us. Where our speed and athleticism is not an advantage, and we actually have to play basketball better than them. And I don't think the Grizzlies were ready for that. I I agree with you 100%. 100%. Uh, you got Malik Beasley, who put up 23 in that game. Uh, McDaniels put up 15 in that game. Anthony Edwards, 36. Carl Anthony Towns, 29. You had Patrick Beverly hitting three-pointers. Uh, just, that, <laughs> just that's, that's what I can't live with. I just uh, Look, Edwards is a monster. He's going to do what he does. Uh, Patrick Beverly cannot be the reason we lose his basketball game. Agreed. Agreed. I can't go to sleep at night with that shit. <laughs> 
Uh, D'Angelo Russell, uh, he you know he was two of eleven from the field, so that was nice considering he scored over thirty points the last three against the Grizzlies up until this one. But uh, yeah, we're we're gonna see what happens after this. Uh, you, you need Jaron Jackson to come up with something. He was not great in this game. Uh, you're gonna have to find a way for Stephen Adams to to do something. He had twenty four minutes in this game. He was zero of zero from the field. He had three total rebounds. He had three assists. Two of those rebounds, he had one rebound going into the fourth quarter. Two of those rebounds were literally, they ran down on a fast break and shot a three ball, and he was the only guy under the rim. So, anytime <laughs> there was a contested rebound, the biggest bitch on the court couldn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem. Oh, it's it's big. It's a big problem. Big, big problem. So, uh, we will see what ends up happening with them. Of course, the Grizzlies and the T-Wolves are playing again on Tuesday night. Uh, the Jazz were the favorites they were playing without, uh, or the Mavericks were playing without Luka. Hey, so. can, I, can, I, can I give a little message to Adam Silver? I'm sure he's yeah. yeah. We, we have tens of people that listen to us. I'm certain he's one of them. <laughs> Two days off when you're not traveling is some bullshit, Adam. These, yeah, yeah, I these agree. These playoff series last so long the playoffs are, right now I'm fired up for playoff basketball in a month and a half when the playoffs are still going and you're getting down to the championship game when it's supposed to be at its like apex at its pinnacle I'm done I'm just I don't give a shit anymore if my team's not in it because I'm just done okay well, yeah why are we taking two days off you want three games to go tonight because you can't televise all three like all six games like, at the exact same time? No, screw this. ESPN and Turner both paid a shitload of money for, 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 for playoff basketball. One of them gets three games. The other one gets three games. You stagger the game, start time, an hour difference. And for six hours, you roll with basketball. But then two days off when you're not, when you're not resting, when, when you're not traveling, is bullshit. I, I tend to agree with you. I tend to agree. I mean, it's you got three games on Monday, you got three games on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday you got three games. You got three games on Thursday. You got uh, what is it? Friday you got three more, and then Saturday uh, you got four games again. Sunday you got four games again. Like it's why? Why are we not just They're doing setting four it up games to where games? one game doesn't start until the other game is finished? Yeah, and if you watch the the NBA needs to learn from the NCAA tournament. You need. Nobody is sitting down. I would say very few people are sitting down to watch 12 hours of basketball nonstop. Yeah. But, if, but if you give them six games in a five-hour, six-hour, ten-hour time slot, you will get a bunch of people to watch. If you give them four games in a 12-hour time slot, you're going to get nobody. Yeah, you might have some people that turn it on here and there. Uh, but for the most part, like people got stuff to do. You know, like if if you've got a full slate, like it Monday night should have been four games, Tuesday night should have been four games. You should have had traveling and whatnot figured out, and then no, you know, no Mm-mm. Monday night, all six teams that played on Saturday, you play on Monday. All six teams that play on Sunday, you play on Tuesday. We'll take Tuesday. Off. You're going to miss one day for travel. Well, that, but that's you're what I'm talking about. You not have anything you, on Tuesday. You, you've got. I mean, on Wednesday. You had four games on Saturday, like so. You know, give them a day off, and then back to the grind on Monday, yep. and then whatever. four games. I, I, on, yeah, however yeah. the math works. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> too many games, but yeah. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's a pain. Um, you know, waiting this know long to have a weekend. I know it's easy on the weekends because they start the games at noon. Yeah, and so you've got all day, but and, and so you can't do that during during the daytime. I, I I don't care. I don't care. At five p.m., start the East Coast game. Yes, this is not that hard. Oh, but we lose the West Coast viewers. Yeah, when that game is finishing, all of the West Coast is watching, and there are three ball games on. You got the ending of one game, the middle, probably halftime of another game, and then you got the start of a third game. And that is a beautiful wheelhouse to, to own the rest of the night. Yes. You just own it, and people are going to flip back and forth. It's it's insane that it takes as long as it does because, I mean, we're we're in the middle of April, and it's going to be – what June? Oh, uh, end, of, end of June? Yeah, end June second through the seventeenth or something like that is the. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's insane. It's just insane. Like, why are, why are we waiting until June to have our our finals when the playoffs start in the middle of April? Like, it's just nuts. Just nuts. Yeah, um, that's the old man rant of the day. Yeah, I can understand it. Uh, do you feel any different about any team other than the Grizzlies after watching the first weekend? Do I feel any different about the Grizzlies after watching the first game? No, no, game? no, about any team other than than the Grizzlies. Obviously, the Grizzlies are. Oh in trouble. yeah, no. Uh, now this is like I understand. Like I'm a homer. Hey, I love Giannis. Watching them just dominate him be him be amazing in game one. It's great. It's exactly what I want to see. The Celtics win was so sweet. That was so a pretty good. good one. Yeah, they they got a double digit lead, and Kyrie Irving just says nope. I am I am taking this building full of people that hate my gut, and I'm about to shut them all up. And he did, and that lead evaporated. And then Marcus Smart makes a pass. Tatum makes a hell of a move, and then in a blink of an eye, ball game. And that was that was easily old. the best uh, the best game of the weekend, right? Oh, the, I think now I do think those are the two our, our series and that series is going to be the best series. And and it's that series because of star power, our series because of the young studs that are in this game and in this series. And both our teams, we just match up well. We're just super athletic. They're super athletic. Nobody's playing a lot of defense. Uh, that Celtics, that Celtics net series is going to be, it's going to be wild. Oh, wild. It's going to be juicy. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to to continue watching that one. Uh, the Monday night games, we have got the Raptors, 76ers, the Jazz and the Mavericks, and the Nuggets and the Warriors. So, uh, you know, I expect home teams to I'm win. sure the Mavs would have much rather played uh, Tuesday and let us have that Monday night game. Oh, most certainly. Most certainly. But Jazz and Mavericks are going to be on NBA TV, and, uh, and they want the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves on NBA TV on Tuesday, which is just insane. Like, TNT has got the Heat and the Hawks. And the Suns and the Pelicans, like how in the world is is Grizzlies Timberwolves being relegated to NBA TV? That just makes no sense to me. Just um, just um, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Either way, uh, yeah, the next uh, next two nights are going to be interesting. Uh, we'll see how everything wraps up after that. Uh, you got a you got a prediction at this point for who's going to be cutting down nets or whatever it is that they do in the NBA these days? And <sighs> it doesn't look great now. But I got a. I'm going to tell you that I have a bet that's a sizable amount of money for me that matters on the Grizzlies to win it all. 
at plus like 2200 2400 something like that that's not bad not bad um so got it a couple months ago and um and yeah uh losing game one kind of was not what i wanted uh well i so i've got uh i, I like the heat um and i like the the uh I like the Heat and I like the Suns to get back to the finals. Um, nah, see, I don't, I don't. I'm not a Heat guy. I think coming out of the East, I got either the Celtics or the the Bucks coming out of the East. Yeah, okay. I can I can see that. So we'll we'll see what ends up happening. We'll I'm sure that we will talk more about it as we move along. Uh, let me go ahead and do these uh, these reads right quick. The podcast and everything else about us, the, all the videos, etc., can be found over at winningcureseverything.com. Go ahead and check that bad boy out. If you've not subscribed already to the podcast, do that. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast app is, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Make sure that you listen to whatever the most recent episode is, and then you can scroll back through and just download whichever ones you want to listen to as we go along. But, uh, but leave a nice five-star written review. That certainly helps us out. It helps out whatever the algorithm is that's going on there. YouTube, like the video for us, jump into the comments, jump into the chat, etc. We would certainly appreciate that. And hit that subscribe button. The numbers are growing as we go. And, of course, you can always reach out to us on Twitter. I am at GaryWCE. Chris is at ChrisBGiannini. And the show is at WinningCures. You can DM us. You can just message us. You can retweet whatever crap we've posted. All kind of stuff there. You can also find me over on BetUSTV.com. Uh, next week, I'll be hosting a uh, an NFL draft gambling show. So go ahead and check that out again, BetUSTV.com. Uh, subscribe wherever you need to on YouTube and, and whatever the other apps are. So, At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Uh, let's move into some more NFL talk, Chris. Apple is likely to land the NFL Sunday ticket. Uh, it is being reported now by uh, multiple multiple places, but it looks like da, 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 the first one that had it was, let's see, Matthew Baloney of Puck News, which is uh, via the Sports Business Journal. And basically, these sources told him that the deal is already done. It's just being kept under wraps at Apple's request. And the price looks like it's going to be in the range of $2.5 billion per year. Uh, it says it would bring Apple within the NFL's broader broadcast partner tent. Uh, he writes that the league likes spreading its rights around so everyone is invested in its success. And, you know, DirecTV holds Sunday ticket through 2022. So this would really start in 2023. Uh, there are some people, of course, that do not get... Uh, they, they don't have high-speed internet, etc. So it's going to be tough for them to be able to watch. Uh, the package possibly uh, would allow Apple to sell a sliver of the satellite rights, whether, you know, to people that are in areas that don't have high-speed internet access or to bars in that area, et cetera. There's ways that Apple can get around this, right? Uh, $2.5 billion is a lot. 
So I'm curious your thoughts on this. Uh, what what are, what are you thinking about you know internet streaming here? Uh, I I like flipping channels, and internet streaming is not super user friendly to do that. I'm also curious how the blackout days work. So like when I want to flip back and forth because CBS Game of the Week in our neighborhood, um, you know, is going to be on Channel 3 here. And, you know, if I try to find that game in the Sunday ticket, it's going to be blacked out. It's going to make me go to 3. Like, if I'm still going to be dealing with that, and so when I want to flip back and forth from that game to a game on Sunday ticket, like, that's going to be a little bit of a problem. You know, that's going to be a super nuisance that I'm not looking forward to. As long as I don't have to deal with that and I can just put it on the Apple TV or whatever they're using and I can stream it and I can flip back and forth from game to game, that's not a problem. It's My issue is when I have to go from whatever my streaming option is to changing the input on the TV back to television to, to get those games, that's annoying. Yeah, yeah, I tend to agree with you on that. Uh, the blackout stuff is very frustrating. Very frustrating. I but, understand why they have it. They yeah. want you to watch it on your local network. They want to give the ratings to those networks. I don't understand how they don't have a way for them to see Kristen Memphis is watching this game. Those ratings go to the Memphis network. Yeah, yeah. I, I do understand that. I, I don't understand how they don't have that kind of information, but I would imagine if it is Apple that is doing it, I would imagine that they have some kind of tracking to enable that. Uh, the other question that I've got here, because obviously this is brand new, there's not a lot of information out about it. Uh, what is the situation as far as, are they going to charge extra for it? Or do you just need to purchase Apple TV Plus? Or... I, if they're paying $2.5 billion, I would imagine that they probably want people to pay extra for it, like they like people are accustomed to doing for Sunday Ticket. But Well, I mean, you don't know that, man. That's what you I was about that. to say. If they're, hurting, if they're hurting for people to sign up for Apple TV and this gets millions and millions of subscribers that they would have never normally gotten, in that uh, case, it might be that, worth it. That, that two point whatever billion is a drop in the bucket. Oh, for them, I mean, it's it's already just a drop in the bucket anyway, right? I mean, Apple. Well, is, yes, but you know. for them to make profits, for them to turn that two point eight billion into profit, you know, if they charge what they're already charging, that's one thing, or some type of premium price, that's one thing. But if they just get people to sign up for the Apple TV, that's like that's something that they're dying to get people on their platform because I don't think it's doing as well as Hulu, Netflix, uh, Paramount, or, or you know, Disney Plus, obviously, any of those things. I would I would assume it's not doing as well as those other ones. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm trying to look that up right now to see if there's an estimate on, uh, you know, the, the number that they've got. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, you don't hear people really talking about about that, uh, let's see. It's saying access via promotions. Uh, they've got it's saying they got fifty million people uh, estimated that are currently using it. But I, uh, nope, that's wrong. No, it's saying twenty five yeah. million. It's saying twenty five. I would 25. say fifty million sounds high. 
Yeah, it's $25 million, uh, But I, I will tell you, like, I've had multiple multiple options of different promotions and whatnot to give me a year free of Apple TV Plus and whatever else. And and I, I don't know that I've ever watched it. Like, <laughs> Yep. No. I'm, and there's some shows on there that I would like to see. There's a couple of movies on there that they bought that I really would like to see. I have so many of these damn streaming apps. I'm just not getting another one unless I have to. Yeah. I'm just not. I'll tell you this. If, if they get Sunday Ticket, if this is a done deal, uh, I'll be signing up for it next year. Oh, so. yeah. And this might be the thing that, that gets me to leave DirecTV. Uh, that's the one thing. DirecTV has done nothing to keep me as a customer other than keep the Sunday Ticket. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. Uh, what, what advantage do they have at this point other than having Sunday Ticket? You know? And I, I think that's it. Oh, they don't. Yeah, they, they don't it's have any. It's expensive as shit. Yeah. Now, you ain't wrong about that. Uh, let's move on. We'll, we'll kind of stay in the NFL. Uh, kind of. Did you see about the match coming back? So, I knew they were going to do it. <laughs> I didn't see who they were bringing. Okay. So, this is going to be on Wednesday, June 1st on TNT. Now, they have done this in the past. The The one mainstay has always been Phil Mickelson. That will not be the case this time. Uh, they are not going to have a single golfer on this golf match. But it is Capital One's The Match. No golfers. They're going to have Tom Brady paired up with Aaron Rodgers facing off against Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Now, I think that I maybe would have not done this as NFC against AFC. I maybe would have done, uh, you know, Brady and Mahomes against Rodgers and Allen, you know, the two that can't seem to get over the other two or whatever. But uh, but this is going to be strange to watch Brady and Aaron Rodgers face off against Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Like, these these are all rivals, uh, but why would you pair up the, the two teams in the way that they did? It's a little strange, right? Uh, uh, I, 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 this smells, this stinks of that this is an assumption based on a, a biased opinion of dislike. But this stinks of diva Aaron Rodgers saying, I ain't doing this unless I play with Tom. That is, he don't want to hang out with a 20-year-old kid. He's yeah. now old, just like Tom's old, and he is not. If you pair him up with Josh Allen, he is not going to enjoy that. And I bet he ain't going to enjoy Patrick either. I've, I've told you this before. Everyone thinks Patrick is the victim of some bullshit because his brother acts like an asshole on 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 the, the, the Twitch or whatever the hell it is all the time. And I'm telling you, the reason he hangs out with his brother is because he's just like him. He's just like him. And Aaron Rodgers is going to look over and see Patrick Mahomes want to do some dumbass video dance thing and Aaron's going to knock him the hell out. Alright? <laughs> now, I don't disagree with that, but I'm just telling you, this is a, Aaron saying, if you want me, you pair me and Tom. I ain't that's, playing that's with those other that's, that's an interesting I'm not hanging concept. out with 20-year-olds. And, and I'll tell you this, I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I agree. If you told me, Chris, you've got to play golf with Sam Tampa golf. you got to spend the next four hours with one of these three people, and it's Rodgers or Patrick or Josh Allen, it's probably going to be Rodgers, and we're just going to have to uh, deal with our differences, okay? <laughs> because I'd rather deal with a, a, a late 30-year-old man that's my age 
than a 20 year old kid right now. I just can't do it. I, just, I mean, it, now I, 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 have, I have some friends that are 20 year olds, and I love those guys. Some of them I can take in little bunches. Don't know how well I do four or five hours. Okay. A couple of them I could do all day, every day, does not matter. They're, they're a million times more mature than I am. All right. So, gotcha. Gotcha. This is not a blanket thing, but I'm just assuming that Rogers knows who these guys are. All right. Yeah. I, I kind of yeah, think Tom sense. is going through the midlife crisis stuff where if you put him with a 20 year old, he probably wouldn't enjoy it, but he'd probably find a way to like it. Uh, Tom because he's is an the agreeable one. person. <laughs> Tom is the one. That has uh, that has started the trash talk already, uh, because oh he... yeah, well he <laughs> he's the best at social out of all four of those guys. Oh, it's not the even old close. man. The old man is is absolutely the best at social media out of all of them. It is it is not even close. Uh, he posted a picture of uh, himself and one of his kids out playing golf, and and he put a Bills helmet on the kid, and he was talking about hey, you know. This is going to be me looking at Josh Allen. Like, <laughs> it was so the most I, ridiculous I gotta thing. I got to ask this. I got to bring this up. We right. switched to this format a hundred percent because Phil said what he said about the uh, about uh, about supporting the um, I don't know what whatever the the Saudi the tournament Super is League or in whatever. the Middle East, yeah. the Saudi tournament. Yeah, right. That's the re- that's the only reason Phil's off of it. And if Phil's not off of it, we're not bringing other golfers in. Right. Yeah, I I guess I guess so. I don't know that. It, I mean, the time of year is certainly a part of it because anybody that's worth having is is you know in the middle of. Uh, they've already done the Masters. They're getting ready for the Open. They're you know the PGA Championship, etc. Like it's it's in the middle of the season for the golfers. If they're trying to do it in June, uh, it would make sense to just do. I mean, but you could go get like Ricky Fowler. Still, Ricky Fowler's not in this anymore. Like. Yeah, maybe. Like you, there's still some guys you could go get, but Phil started it with with Tom, and they've done it every year since. If you lose Phil, you just have to move on and do something different, right? Yeah, I think so. I think I think that's what this is, and there this will be a trial, and they'll see how it yep. does with the, no golfers on it. You know, it, what what is the viewership for uh, four football quarterbacks going out and playing golf together? Like what is well, that? Well, the younger, like? I think you get the younger views. That it probably does a better number with those guys. Like your actual real golf fans, this is probably actually really good for the game of golf. By the way, oh yes, you can show younger guys who've never actually watched golf that hey, you can watch golf and it actually be pretty entertaining. Like it's not the boring sport in the world that you think of, like you think it might be. Um, <clears throat> Phil and and Tiger, and then Phil and and uh, uh, what's his ass from last year, like. They, there's a lot of golf guys that are watching because of golf, and they don't care anything about Tom Rogers. So you're pulling from two different like groups. Uh, now you're not, but this could be the best thing for the game of golf. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, if I'm, they really wanted to do it awesome, they would they would get Steph and another NBA guy because Steph is a legit golfer. They would have to change up the timing on this thing, right? And so that's the biggest issue is if you're wanting to get oh, all these yeah, different yeah, athletes. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I guess you're right. If, if you know, Steph's in the middle of – Yeah, the playoffs. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he didn't have to worry about it last year, but this year, yeah, yeah. that's. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you no, can count on him, you, you know, being knocked out early, then okay. But I don't know. That, <laughs> I don't know that we ever count on Steph Curry being knocked out of the playoffs early. So, unless he's unless he's injured, in which case he can't play golf anyway. So. Yeah, this is going to be fun to watch. It's on a Wednesday. Uh, not a lot going on on Wednesday nights. Like that, this should be, this should be entertaining. Uh, it's, I mean, it's going to be on TNT. Like this is the day before the NBA Finals starts. So, you know, okay, let's see what happens. Let's see what's going on. I'm, uh, I'm kind of excited about it. We'll, we'll see. Uh, I mean, I, w- I would watch Tom paint a house. Like, oh, I know. I got, <laughs> like, I, lo- I love that man, and. and and I watch him do anything. So, uh, yeah. I'm in. Good night. Oh man, that's awesome. Um, all right, well let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk a little more NFL before we get out of here. Uh, AJ Brown, along with two other receivers, Debo Samuel and Terry McLaurin, uh, they are all going to sit out workouts, and they are expecting new deals. So, I I'm a little shocked at this but also not really the numbers that have come out for Tyreek Hill and all of these other wide receivers these massive massive numbers um Adams etc are you at all surprised that wide receivers are the ones that are now starting to sit out because they understand they are a big time uh, portion of what the NFL is selling right now and they demand to be paid more are you are you shocked by this well it's not just what they're selling it, this is irrelevant to the marketing of the thing, of the game. For the first time in the last couple of years, the most valuable piece to an NFL franchise that's not the quarterback isn't your left tackle and it isn't your edge rusher. It is an elite wide receiver. So this is this is actual value to winning football games. They are more important now in today's game than they've ever been and they want to get paid like it. Also, all three of these guys that you named have all been very injury-prone over the last two seasons. Yes, they have. So we bring the most value, and we specifically have been getting really hurt a lot bringing you all that value. We would like to be paid, sir. So I think you've just got a a, a little just perfect storm brewing for, for this kind of thing. I don't think it's the diva wide receivers that it used to be um you know some of these guys are, are, are divas and some of them this, this is just a business move i think this is just a business move i think it is as well i, I think so yeah. as well uh and, and these it's a teams, math problem yeah these teams are going to have to pay the wide receivers at this point like they are at bottom line it guys like debo samuel that's where it gets interesting because he is he's a swiss army knife like he does everything yeah. but because he does everything he can deal with injuries maybe more commonly than some of these other guys that uh, that only run you know these hot routes. So, eh, we'll see. Uh, hey, I got something that's uh, that's breaking. That's a little surprising. It's a little off topic, but uh, Mel Kiper, uh, just it, about thirty minutes ago, since we started recording, said uh, the NFL draft is the highlight of my year, and I am looking forward to taking part in my thirty ninth this month on ESPN. For all three days, I will appear from my home studio in Maryland rather than on-site in Vegas as I am unvaccinated from COVID-19. 
I completely support everyone determining what's best for their individual circumstance and recognize the value of vaccines. Simply put, my COVID vaccination decision is very specific to my own personal medical history. I appreciate my colleagues, uh, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. Um, this is this is interesting. Like it, it, He's unvaccinated because of his what? Not that I care. I just didn't understand. Oh, his, uh, his personal medical history. Okay. So, yeah. do we That's think fine. that this is... Care. Is this ESPN saying, hey, you need to be vaccinated if you're going to be on that set? Or is this... Uh, probably. That's But Mel doesn't want to put it like that. He's a team player. He's a class act. He doesn't want to stand up as a boss. I get it. That's fine. Yeah. That's, uh, that's interesting. As a part of me wondered, is it that or is it... Uh, he did you know, he doesn't want to take the risk of going since some of the COVID numbers are going back up. Uh, but I uh, doubt that's it. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I, I doubt. I think he's still functioning in his everyday life, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. You think he's living like a recluse? Uh, doubtful. Okay. Very doubtful. So that's uh, that's interesting. There's a chance of catching it in Baltimore, same as same as in Vegas, probably, right? More than likely. Okay. <laughs> more than likely. Uh, let's uh, let's talk some more quarterbacks here. Uh, let's let's talk about the Carolina Panthers having interest in Baker Mayfield. Uh, at this point, you know, the Panthers could, I mean, they, they couldn't find an offense coordinator for a long time. Uh, they could not get anything done as far as a deal for Deshaun Watson, et cetera. They whiffed on Sam Darnold, uh, but it looks like Sam Darnold is still going to be their QB1 at the moment. So there's all kinds of things that are going on, but the Athletic reported, and then a lot of other people uh, confirmed that report that, you know, the Panthers are trying to figure out a way to get Baker Mayfield from the Browns to come over to what they've got going on in Charlotte. Uh, are you what, what do you think here? Uh, would they be better by bringing in Mayfield, or would they do better by just drafting somebody in the top 10 of the NFL draft? Uh, it, oh, so my personal opinion, I, I, everybody hates this draft class for quarterbacks, and I don't. I don't like the guys that everyone's telling me you have to take it one. But, like, I, like I lo- I've i been on this train forever. I love Matt Corral. I love Matt Corral. I love Desmond Ritter. Like, I, I've watched these guys play a lot of football, okay? Malik Willis looks like he's got all the tools. Yeah. I don't know if those are going to equate to the NFL or not. But, but I'm just telling you, like, I've watched a lot of football over the years. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks get drafted. Sam Darnold, one of them, that I didn't like nearly as much as I like Matt Corral. This is this is wild to me that that people just think, oh, if you have if you want need a quarterback in this draft, like don't take one because it won't be worth it. Like I just disagree with that. Now, if you want Baker, go get Baker, and I'll tell you that's the best thing that could ever happen to Baker is him go to a place where he actually has to compete with somebody for his job. I've said this forever. Baker is a competitive guy. He's a fiery guy. Handing somebody who's who's had to fight, for, he had to fight like hell for a scholarship, right? He yeah. had to fight like hell for all the things that he had. And when he was fighting, he was good. And as soon as people started handing him shit, he went down the toilet. Don't hand him anything. Make him work for it. Make him earn it. It, it would be the best thing that ever happened to him. Yeah, I, I and yes, agree. he's better than Sam Darnold. 
But I also think that four quarterbacks out of this draft are all going to be better than Sam Darnold. <laughs> that's that's true. Baker, if you trade for him now, a you're paying for that fifth year, and then you got to re-sign him next year. If you draft one of these rookies, you got him for five years. Yeah, the the rookie. Well, I'll tell you this. Obviously, Matt Rule heading into his third season. Uh, he's already on his second offensive coordinator because he, you know, he he let go of Wonder Boy in the middle of his second year, which is still baffling. Um, but this is this could be the last go round for Matt Rule if he doesn't get something going. I mean, they've won five games each of the last two seasons. Uh, if you're trying to save your job, do you go and grab Baker Mayfield even if it's just for one year? And, and try and make something happen with that because I don't know that you can count on these quarterbacks to be able to come in immediately and win, right? I think here, that's the here, biggest thing. Here's if I'm Matt Rule. Hang on. Here's if I'm Matt Rule. I don't give a shit about that. And here's why I don't give a shit about that. Matt Rule is not like one of these NFL lifers to where if you're Jason Garrett and, and, and you're a win or you're gone situation, you're going you're gonna to make a move that's not best for the franchise because it's best for you, okay? No, 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 no. You don't make that decision if you're Matt Rule because you don't give a shit, right? Because if they fire you, A, you're going to get paid your whole contract, and B, you're going to have an, a college football job, any college football job you want almost, at the drop of a hat. You literally could just True. just tell your agent, let people know I'm available, and nine head coaches will get fired tomorrow to, to hire you, all right? So, so you don't care about that situation. You're, you're not going to make the wrong move just to quote-unquote band-aid your job because then you're fighting for your job next year too. And then you're fighting for your job the year after that too because all these desperation moves, none of them work. None of them ever work. Yeah, I think They might right. buy you I... another year, but every year you're in the same pot of hot water. You never get out of it. But if you if you hit on the rookie star, even if they don't win a lot of games, but you can see, oh shit, this guy's the guy. Now we just got to build around him, let him get some reps. Now you might not be so quick to fire him. Yeah, so maybe uh, maybe you just go in and have a conversation with David Tepper and tell him like, hey, this is what I'm looking at doing. Uh, if you don't keep me, that's fine. But I'm doing what's best for the franchise at this point, and it may not work out so well this coming season. But I would imagine David Tepper has to know that. Like, he is he is very invested in this football team. Obviously, it's his team. He owns it. But, like, he he seems like he's much more, I'm not going to say hands-on. He just knows what's going on more so than other owners, right? I, I also think this. Um, hey, I'm a little biased because I like Matt Rule, and I trust him. Yeah. Mission, we know that you can't win in this league without a quarterback. Like, that's really hard to do. So, I don't, I don't, I'm not necessarily blaming him for that. I'm telling you, when those rumors came out and Robbie Anderson, your best wide receiver on your team, is is coming out on, on social media openly saying, no, we don't want this guy. Like, a lot of Jet fans are like, Robbie, you stuff. You don't get the right to tell people what you want, what you don't want. But I'm telling you, what Baker has done by going out and, and, and spreading his – I'll be a little nicer this time – spreading his feelings every two to three months all over social media all the time has killed his respect and reputation in locker rooms. 
other players will never see you as a leader because they don't see you as a man. And, and, yeah. and there can be people all out there say, oh, that's, that's you know, you know, you know, toxic masculinity, and that's not the way to work. It doesn't matter. You're not in that locker room, okay? True. You can think about that shit all you want, all right, outside in your regular day life. But when you step in that locker room, you got to lead 50-something other men that are, that are the most aggressive, competitive, tough men on the planet. If when you, you're going crying on social media all the time, you're super thin skin, that shit don't fly well in that locker room. No, of course not. I mean, this is exactly what we talked about on, on the late show last week. Uh, I'm, I think that Mayfield is, is better than Sam Darnold, but you don't yep. ever hear anything out of Sam Darnold, right? There's, there's no debating Baker Mayfield is a better football player than Sam Darnold. There's no number you can give me to show me you're wrong about that. Baker Mayfield's better than Sam Darnold. But if you walk Baker in that room, I don't know that he produces better because I don't know that anybody in that locker room trusts Baker. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm wondering if there's a way that maybe they take Baker and they draft a quarterback. Man, that'd be a high price to pay for a quarterback. I mean, it certainly would be, but also... Uh, now you're paying two quarterbacks $18 million this year and the rookie salary. Which which also would be quite funny because if, if Mayfield gets traded before the NFL draft and then that team still takes a quarterback, I mean, could you imagine? Like, just think about the stuff he'd come out and say publicly. I mean, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's why he has put himself in this position. I'm about to say, he made this damn bed. You, yeah. you can't feel bad for him. He made this bed. And speaking of uh, not feeling bad for somebody that made their own bed... I do want to bring up uh, Colin Kaepernick here for just a minute. Uh, he went on a podcast. Uh, I think it's the I Am Athlete podcast. And talked to those guys, you know, Brandon Marshall and that bunch. And told them basically, like, I will do whatever it takes to get back into the league. You know, he said he wants to, he wants to play football. He wants to be... In uh, the question was, do you want to play football? He said, absolutely. That's without question. To your point, what you saw out here, that's five years of training behind the scenes to make sure I'm ready, stay ready at the highest level. You don't do that if you don't have a passion, if you don't believe you're going to find a way onto that field. Um, and they asked a lot of questions, man. Like, just, you know, why, if you come in, are you willing to be a backup? And he, of course, was like, yes. And no team has brought him in for a workout, et cetera, et cetera. But this is, of course, getting us back to the same situation that we have been in for the past however long. Do his troubles off the field, and not necessarily troubles, but does his off-the-field stuff, uh, is it worth more than his talent? And I still think, yes, it is. If you are going to bring in somebody, this is what Pete Carroll said years ago, right? He's a starter, and we've already got a starter. Now, Seattle doesn't have one right now, uh, unless you count Drew Locke. But I, I'm curious your thoughts here. Even with Cap saying that he is willing to be a backup, if you're an NFL owner or GM or whatever, would you bring him in to be a backup, even if it is for a smaller contract? Because that's what he said. He'd, he'd take basically anything at this point to get back into the league. If you're a GM, would you do it? The only So the only way I would take him as a backup is if 
I I have zero question marks about my starting quarterback. Yes. Which is Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, uh, Josh Allen. Like, you're talking about guys, Lamar Jackson, not losing – and I would even venture to say Cleveland, um, you know, Deshaun Watson. Like, guys that you know are the bona fide, unquestionable starting quarterback. And there's no question. But I'm going to tell you, I think he's selling himself short. Now, being willing to do that is great. I would be on the phone. I would have not my agent. I would have somebody putting me in touch with the owner of the Seahawks, not the head coach, with the owner and head coach, or well, I guess and the head coach, the owner and head coach of, you know, get me on the phone with Matt Rule and David Tepper. Get me on the phone with the owners and the coaches or fly there and meet them in person. You, you won't, you know, you won't bring me in. I don't need you to bring me in. I'll bring myself in. Give, give me an hour of your time and let's sit down and talk about these places that are willing that, that, that where I think he could come in and start where I think he's better than anybody they got on the roster. Okay. And let's see if we can work a deal and find a deal. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could see that. Yes. He's a headache. I, I wouldn't like that headache to be a backup, but if that headache can get on the field, and win games for us. They don't care about headaches. I care about winning football games. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And if he's willing to sign a contract that's super team friendly, that hey, basically, if you start, you can make good starting money. But I can also cut you after week three for nothing if it's not working out because it's just not worth me. You're not going to make me lock into a three-year contract when I don't know what kind of shit storm's coming my way. That's what I, I know. Was, a shit storm will come my way for a little bit. Yeah, but if you get on the field and play, staying a backup, the shit storm never goes away, ever. True. But if you start playing and you start winning games, immediately your home fans do not care anymore. They just don't care anymore. Yeah, they just they, want to win. They just want to win ball games. Yeah, yeah. You I, drop I think his I agree. ass in the deep south. You take him into Carolina. You take him into into Nashville, and you lead teams to victory. You lead them to playoffs, and all the bullshit goes away. People who said they loathe him and will never respect him and appreciate him again, guess what? They will stand and they will cheer your ass. I promise you, they'll pretend they never said any of those horrible things. You'll never be able to go back and find them on social. They'll all just disappear. Now, your opponent's fans, they'll probably say a lot of the same hateful shit they always say. That's what they're supposed to do. They're the enemy. Yeah, and they will be in the stands. They they will be drawing fans the same way that you will as well if you are winning. So, and that's the biggest thing is, is he going to be a winner? Like, I'm I'm curious. Uh, As far as him willing to be a backup, there, there is no scenario where I bring him in to be a backup. Absolutely yeah. none. Like, I, even with a bona fide starter, no issues, whatever, uh, I just don't think it's worth the hassle that you would get from fans uh, anywhere in this country. Like, I, I think it's too much negative publicity at, for any situation. But if you're going to bring him in as a, as a starter because you don't have a better option, like, I, I think he could start immediately maybe in Seattle 
and I think he could start immediately at the Panthers. Other than that, I, yeah, I, you know, you know, those two franchise and and I know they won't take him. Houston, he'd walk in the door tomorrow, start Houston. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and hang on, I I think there's about eight other franchises, and if you gave me two minutes to think about, I think like, like my first thought was, I take him in Detroit right now. Right now, I take him in Detroit. Okay. Sorry, Jared Goff. You're out. <laughs> uh, maybe, uh, I was going to say, maybe Harbaugh's got some pull there. I don't know. <laughs> I doubt but it. But I'm just telling you. Yeah. I think I think the guy, do I think he's going to walk in and be the second coming of Tom Brady? No. No. He's a hell of a lot better than a lot of the quarterbacks in this fucking league. Yeah. I tend to agree with you. I tend to agree with you. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, we are we are closing in on an hour, so let's go ahead and get out of here. Um, Woo, we are. I mean, I can't believe my phone has survived. I have watched <laughs> this little orange line. This little yellow line, what color is it? My iPhone, whatever, when it goes to 20%. Yep. When I called you, that line turned yellow. <laughs> Boy, little engine that could has hung God, on, brother. God bless the iPhones, right? God bless the iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me let you out of here. You go finish up what you need to do, and I will wrap up this show. Bye, buddy. All right, be good, buddy. I'll talk to you later. (laughs) All right, so that was Chris. That wraps up today. Uh, I did mean to mention Georgia offensive lineman Amarius Mims, who was in the transfer portal. He was a top 10 transfer, et cetera. Uh, He is no longer in the portal, and Florida State fans are mad. We might talk about that later. I don't know. Uh, maybe on the late show this week, but uh, he has decided he's going to stay at Georgia. So maybe they up that NIL money. I do not know. We shall see. For now, though, we're going to wrap this thing up. You guys have been fantastic. We certainly appreciate all of you for watching, subscribing, etc. Make sure you do all of those. Subscribe where you need to. For now, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully all your tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.